On the app, online and across the Cape on 567am. This is Cape Talk. Well, I was speaking to a friend of mine who happens to work at uh, Kair magazine and she was talking about winter school. And I thought, what are they doing in winter school? What is it a Game of Thrones thing? What is happening? And I thought I have to find out more from one of the people who is heavily involved in coming up with this idea. And her name is Ernesta Marilak and she's the features editor and the presenter of Sirsaspoor uh, on CakeNet. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Jean. Thanks for having me and morning to your listeners. Tell me, Ernesto, where did you come up with this idea of winter school? The idea for winter school started about three years ago. Um, when my editor said, um, every, because every year we get so many questions from parents who want to know like what more they can do to help their matriculants because, you know, a lot of our parents, they leave early in the morning for work, come back home late, and the kids are basically, um, they are left to figure things out on their own. Mm. And so she was just like, what can we do? And then um, she came up with the idea, like, why don't we do a winter school? And like coming from a small town, because I grew up in Bonneville, mm. um, in the Western Cape, we didn't have that type of, you know, extra um, learning opportunities during during the holidays. And I was quite excited about this. And I was like, okay, um, let's let's do this. And you know, we we started we started out very small. Mm. And I think our first one in back in 2017 was it was a big learning school. Because we wanted to, to, to throw this opportunity out to, to matriculants from the whole of the Cape Town metropole. Mm. And the, the mechanism at the time was we wanted um, children or their parents to enter and motivate why they want to be part of the winter school. And then we, we choose the, the top 120. But that didn't work so well. So what happened was eventually um, 71 matriculants entered. And we started with 71, but mm. only 50 completed winter school at the end of that week. Like the numbers were not in our favor, but mm. I mean, we were so satisfied and fulfilled with what we've achieved, even with those 50 learners. And from there, it was just like, we have to do better and we have to do this again. So that is why we are now in our third year. So you're in your third year now, but what does winter school look like? What are you actually doing on Tuesday morning with these children? What does winter school actually entail for these matriculants? Yeah, so, so winter school, like for those who work in the education sector and specifically high schools, um, this is not a foreign concept for them mm-hmm. um, because winter school is basically about uh, using um, like the first week or any week during the winter holidays um, that's used for revision. So, um, and a lot of a lot of schools have these. That's why we struggled mm-hmm. for the first winter school to get the numbers up. But like with this one now, our third one, um, and they, they, their winter school starts um, on Monday the 17th, so there's no okay. public holiday for them. <laughs> it's work, work, you? work. Yeah, so, but what we do is we do the, the prescribed subjects, you know, like yeah. your Afrikaans, home language, Afrika, like the languages. But we also looked at um, what are the subjects that these kids need a bit of help with. So, like for for these kids, besides maths and math literacy, we we adding geography, life sciences, and history. Um, and history, like we looked at the marks. I, I I just looked at some of the marks, and I see two percent, fifteen percent. 
So um, this this type of I want to call it an intervention. This mm. type of intervention is much much needed. And so what we're doing that week is we from eight till two o'clock mm-hmm. um, in the afternoon where, where the focus is heavily on academics. Like it's a, it's, it's school for them. Okay. Um, but what we also do is we, every day for that week we bring in um, speakers from different um, fields. You know, just to show kids, just to give them that extra motivation because what I've learned is, like, our kids, um, especially from, from underprivileged communities, they don't, if they don't see role models mm. or if they don't see um, people that they can look up to, they will, they will strive towards the wrong things. So what, that's what we're trying to do. Like, for each of, um, of the five days I've brought, um, I'm bringing in speakers. Um, so on day one, I'm going to be the, the first speaker. You know, you know, talking about the Obsidian School mm. journey and journalism a bit. Um, but I'm also bringing in um, two very um, prominent and top detectives at the moment: um, wow. Marlon Apollos and Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have, you know, they they did the Henry Van Bredar cases. Okay. They are currently busy with the Stellenbosch farm murder. And I also did the Hannah Cornelius case. Mm-hmm. And these are people f- um, from the community, you know. So with that, um, the theme of that is to basically tell the kids, you know what, it's important to stay um, on the right track. Yeah. Because life can sometimes throw a curveball and this is where you might end up on. The Tuesday we are bringing in entrepreneurs. You know, we have Sunny mm-hmm. Carpe and we hey, have um, awesome. Vivian Kleinans who just um, released the first book and she's part of the Seven Sisters um, brand, like also build it up from nothing. Um, on Wednesday, it's a media day. We have um, renowned journalist um, and author Julian Janssen from Rapport, mm. and we have Chantal Moses from, from Son Newspaper. And on Thursday, it's about Thursday, it's about you, you know, showing these kids whatever your story is at the moment, it matters. So that's why we have Bradley Joshua from Gambit Films, you know who produced uh, movies like Scully, the Ellis yeah. movie, um, St. Oyster, and Salta Massimila, um, you know, with the, who came up with the concept of Arnsley, mm. um, which is a hit telenovela. Yeah. And on Friday, we're ending it off with Dean Smith and Lauren Joseph okay. um, from St. Oyster, just to show kids there's a big world out there, mm. like your immediate... Um, environment or circumstances it doesn't have to determine where you can end up in life and which school are you going out to this year so this year the lucky school is look of high school in it has Salem Bosch but like I said before like the majority of the matriculants come from come from that school but we're also supplementing that with learners from service and high school um, close to Blue Downs, um, and that, and like, and the kids from that community, like, also need mm. this, because um, Shamanique Mayer, one of the teachers there, and also has been with me on this winter school journey since day one, she just told me the other day, you know, um, they, uh, they had, like, um, Someone who was in jail, like he was, he was still an inmate. They, they brought him in, in chains and all of that to talk to the kids. Mm. Um, you know, just to tell them, like, um, don't, don't be like me. Don't do the wrong things. And she said when, when he finished his talk and he left, the kids, instead of, like, you know, taking in what he said, they said, oh, my word, he is the coolest ever. No. I want to be like that. So that is why it's, I'm so passionate. Like, we have to show these kids an alternative narrative. Like, that mm. can't be uh, what you want to be in life. To be in jail, it makes no sense. Sure, that is so powerful. 
So you guys start Monday uh, with Winter School out in Stellenbosch. Um, how many kids are you are you taking through the program this year? Um, this year we also um, doing two hundred children. So. Um, on paper, 200 doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm mm. telling you, I've been doing, I've been buying 200 books, 200 pens, 200 yeah. highlighters of everything. So it's a lot of kids. So it's you, kids. so you go in from scratch. You bring them everything that they need for the week. You feed them. You, yes. you, and tell me about the teachers who are helping you facilitate this. Are they doing this out of? Are they volunteering? Where do you? Are you getting the teachers just from Lookoff, or where are those teachers and facilitators coming from? This is what I love about Vintage School. We, um, and this is not to exclude the, the host school, yeah. but where we can, we bring in teachers not from the school. Okay. And I am, I am so proud um, of, uh, of the fact that we are bringing in the best that we possibly can. Um, and we are now, like, for example, we have um, Stephen Adams, who in 2015 um, in his district was um, top teacher mm. and in 2016 he was the top teacher in the western cape wow. and he's a he's a math teacher and then we have an afrikaans teacher who literally he, he compiles guides for afrikaans okay so, so the best of the best the, it's the best of the best where we can get them and you know what what warms my heart is that these people they are in demand um there's there's no doubt about that mm. But they are now in a point where they prefer to come in to come to Kay Adventure School because it's also um, for them it's also a way of giving back to the communities. Because I I, I do have a budget, but it's like for the work <laughs> they are putting in. Mm. This is like what we would call in Afrikaans almost a hunger loan. Mm. But for them, um, just like with me, because this is Kay's big CSI project, we're doing it in um, with Son um, this year. Uh, but for us, it's about, um, it's really about the reward, about just giving back to the community that we basically take from, from a business perspective. And like they have to, they have to look after our future, man, because this, this, this is what, what these kids are. Yeah, I think the intervention, as you mentioned, that story about the, the prisoner, if that's what they're thinking is cool, the intervention is definitely needed. Oh, yeah. Vanessa, we wish you very, very good luck. Will we be able to read about some of the stories, uh, see some of the pictures in the upcoming Kair magazine? Um, yes, we'll definitely do a feedback page and we will, um, yeah, I'm going to run around like a headless chicken, but we will be doing social media on Kair's Facebook page, on okay. Kair's Facebook page. Um, so we'll, yeah, there'll, there'll be a look of, of what, what went down. Amazing. We, I look forward to uh, keeping an eye on your social media page. That KR page on Instagram is always lit. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to what comes out of Winter School, the Winter School program for 2019 happening out in Lukov in Iris Valley, out in Stellenbosch. Ernesto Marilak, please thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this. And please thank all the teachers and facilitators who are uh, so kindly donating their time and um, the speakers who are coming out there and, and impacting some knowledge and giving these kids is something to look forward to. I think it's vitally important. So thank you for your time today, but also thank you for your time in investing in, in these young people. It's absolutely a pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. You could have had any other person on your show, <laughs> but you allowed us to talk about Francisco, so that I appreciate. Thank no. you so much. It's an absolute pleasure. I love the idea, and I think more and more people should be doing this, especially at this time of year. We need to get out and, and intervene. When the kids are going to write their matric exams, it's too late. You've got to do it now. Um, so uh, hats off to the to the folks at KR Magazine. They're doing some amazing work out in their winter school program, and in 
Minister Marilak, who uh, chatted to us. Thank you very much for your time.